Hi, and welcome to She Is Wise, a podcast dedicated to braver, bolder, bigger conversations for women who want to change the world. I'm Ellie Bell, an empowerment coach passionate about supporting women to show up in the world as their best version of themselves. I'm a former corporate executive with a background working in professional sport and a qualified life coach working with women for the past four years. I've got two gorgeous little girls, which are the reason I'm so determined to change the way women are in the world. I have an incredible husband who encourages, supports and shapes my work in ways that prove that men have to be part of the solution. And I'm Erin Hodson, a psychic medium and spiritual healer who believes that for the world to be a place I'm grateful and proud to leave for my two young sons, change is necessary and that change must be led by women. My work is deeply rooted in ancestors and understanding who we come from and who we can become. I love exploring the spirituality of who we are and the intersection of that with our human experiences. We're two women who grew up on opposite sides of the world, but when we met, instantly recognized each other as kindred spirits, ready to make meaningful change in ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Now is the time for women to be brave, vulnerable, and bold, to explore what is really true for us and how we can make meaningful change in the world. Join us as we dive passionately into conversation about things that really matter, share lighthearted banter with each other, and dare to challenge what we've been told we can do, have, and be as women. Welcome to another episode of She Is Wise. Today we're going to dive into a bit of a conversation about how we kind of keep ourselves well during tough times. We know that things are pretty hairy out there at the moment. It's quite challenging. There's all this talk of recession and inflation and just things happening in the world that feel really a little bit overwhelming. And certainly I've felt that and and we've had a lot of conversations and we just thought it might be quite helpful just to share some of the tips, I suppose, and and our thoughts around how you can manage yourself um, during these slightly tougher times. Because if we can manage to do that, then hopefully we will get through it. And I mean, I've already said I'm over 2022, but 2023, you know, looking forward to starting that feeling great, but we've still got another sort of six months to get through before then. But before we dive into that conversation, Erin, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing pretty well. Thank you very much. The sun is shining. Well, I'll reframe. The sky is blue. (laughs) I think we had sun earlier, but it's already starting to go down in the early afternoon because it's winter. But yeah, no, I mean, life is pretty good at the moment, to be honest. I'm feeling quite productive and getting lots of things done and you know, it's um, not so bad and certainly not roasting like the Northern Hemisphere are. And we've been very fortunate that the flooding in the Southern Hemisphere has so far been further away from us than close. So yeah, not too bad, thanks. And how are you? Yeah, I'm I'm on the mend, I think is probably the main thing. I've had been struck down by various winter illnesses over the last few weeks. And I can safely say my um, sense of humour and ability to deal with them in the last week or so has been severely hampered. So it's nice to not be in real pain, actually, to be honest, got re- really got in my sinuses and uh, it was all very uncomfortable and very unpleasant. So and I was lucky enough to see some really good friends who I hadn't seen for ages who were down from Wellington to see us for the weekend, which you forget how 
when you spend time with those people that you've got that connection with, but you perhaps haven't seen for a while. And there's always sort of that little bit of trepidation before you see them. Is it going to be the same as as normal? And of course, it absolutely was and was a wonderful opportunity to catch up and for them to really meet the girls as well, because they spent a bit of time with Emily when she was young, but hadn't really met Phoebe. So Phoebe decided to um, give herself a bit of a haircut as well. So she's got a beautiful sweeping fringe now. So there was a lesson in not leaving scissors around for my uh, my youngest, which is not something I ever had to worry about with Em. So it's, it's nice to know that we're always learning, even with an, uh, the number two child. And, and I think just generally the winter here has been pretty miserable so far. It's been the fact we've got sunshine here today in Christchurch and I went for a lovely walk and it was so nice to see the sun because it's been miserable. It's been grey. It's been so rainy. Honestly, I couldn't come out to my office for a few days because it was literally, I didn't, I needed a boat to get here. And that's been, I think that really hampered my ability to get over the illnesses that I had. They really, you know, sort of felt like everything was getting a little bit on top of me. And that's why the conversation today is, is actually really important because everybody goes through times when life is a little bit harder and being able to a, acknowledge that that is the case sometimes is is really important but particularly at the moment you know we've had this flipping pandemic now for what two and a half years or something ludicrous like that it's stopping people from being able to live what was a normal life beforehand and that's not necessarily to say that the life before was the way that was best for everybody to live but there's been a big change and humans don't naturally do particularly well with change and lots of it in one go with no control over it and that's not you know the the controlling control which you know I like to have on everything but actually we just haven't known what's going to come next and it kind of feels like you know it's bad news after bad news it's you know you read about the Roe versus Wade overturning in the states and then inflation's going up to this and then you hear what's going on around the world and it's just like oh man like can we catch a break here can we have a, a bit of good news so yeah I think it's really important to have this conversation because how have you been feeling with all the stuff going on in the world yeah interestingly I feel somewhat unscathed by a lot of it you know our personal journey in our household um, like we are still at this point in time, four people living in a world full of COVID um, and never having had it. We did have the flu and that was, you know, pretty brutal for a couple of weeks, but we all came through that relatively well as well. And we have lots of things to look forward to, you know, on a personal level, we've got lots of things that we're sort of doing to prepare for the future, but we're also doing a lot of things about changing our present so that we don't have to wait for the future to happen before we can sort of live those things that we want to do. So I think, um, generally speaking, I feel pretty fortunate. I'm not going to lie. I feel pretty blessed to have some really phenomenal people that I'm connected to who, you know, I've intentionally reconnected with some people over the past couple of months and offered time and love and energy to people who um, fill my cup in response. And so I think, you know, relatively speaking, I'm pretty, pretty okay. Um, but I, I certainly know that there are a lot of people out there who have had big struggles, um, not just over the last few months, but over the last few years. And, you know, I think there is a lot of change happening. I mean, in good news, I think yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, the world turned just a little bit faster, which means that 2023 is just a little bit closer than it should be. <laughs> yes, um, winning. <laughs> My manifesting is working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just be careful. I mean, we can't afford too many of the, uh, losing time, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, people are 
particularly in the southern hemisphere because we are deep in the in the middle of winter there is a lot of conversation at the moment about 2023 can't come soon enough and you know we're done with the third year of 2020 and all of those things and there is a real appetite for things to be different but i also think that there's a little bit still um i don't know if it's necessarily apathy but it, it's a little bit like i know i want things to be different but i have no idea what different i want and actually that just feels a bit too hard right now to even try and imagine what different could be. So it's an interesting time, I think, to be around and to be thinking about those sorts of things. Mm, I think you're right. And as women, I think it's really easy to put your focus on everything else and everyone else during times like this, because, you know, certainly with us, we've got little people in our household and they've been struggling with colds and earaches and all of the things. So it's actually, which means, of course, no sleep. So that's always joyful um, in my world. But it's really easy to get very caught up in that, always focusing on what everybody else needs rather than taking that time and taking that moment to reflect on actually, what do I need at the moment? because I am feeling overwhelmed by all of the things and there's no one thing particularly. I think for me, the added, um, and I know it's been the same for you with your family being in the North Island, but having not been able to see my family and this week particularly that we're recording, my whole family, like all my cousins, aunts, uncles, they're all in um, St. David's in Wales where, where my parents now live and where we holidayed for 30 years every year and they're all there together. And that really expands that sense of distance from them, having not been able to, you know, touch mum and give her a hug or anything like that for, for nearly, you know, three years to now be, know that they're all together. It feels, it's definitely another thing to, that is there sort of playing on my mind. Yeah. So being able to, I guess, try and release some of that tightness that has got a hold on me is is something that I'm having to really work on and and I think the main way of doing that is actually to try and be really present so whenever I kind of get into that space of feeling overwhelmed or sad or fed up or even stuck it's actually really sort of remembering to come back to the here and now because actually here and now is the only place that really matters and our brains are complete bastards sometimes and you know start catastrophizing or really working out the worst possible case scenario and when you're hearing all this negative information through media through conversations through I mean it, it's coming from every angle really it can be really easy for that to be the narrative that you stick with that keeps going round and round and round and round and round and round in your brain and actually I have to remind myself that that doesn't have to be the narrative that's just that's just a few versions that are out there and I still get to choose but the only way I can do that is to, to bring it back into myself. So trying to do that as much as possible. But, you know, my ways of doing that, I get outside, walk. And we've literally been, or I think we had more rain in 24 hours last week than we're meant to have in a whole month. The reason we moved to Canterbury was for the beautiful, you know, blue skies, crisp winters. And it's been none of that. So having not been well and not been able to get outside, everything has felt really quite hard, I, I have to say. But trying to come back to the present and remember that, that whole concept that anxiety lives in the future. So if we can try and come back into ourselves, then we can manage that a little bit better. And I'm very lucky to have you as a business partner who's been very supportive of me throughout all of this. And, and that's the other thing that I feel very grateful for. And gratitude has played a big part at the moment in terms of being able to, you know, be grateful for the friends and the the equivalent of family I've got over here, even when I can't see my 
you know blood relatives my 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 true family i've i've got some incredibly special people here and and making the time to spend with them has been really important what have you been hearing from the people you've been connecting with who perhaps have been struggling a little bit more than you in this situation what sort of things have have been helping them or have you been able to share with them to to help them through this particular time yeah i mean i think a lot of them are experiencing similar to you um that there's either long-term unwellness uh for want of a better way of saying it where you know it's not that they're necessarily sick but they don't feel well and one of the things that we're finding in New Zealand at least uh, and I suspect worldwide is that the strains of COVID that are going around at the moment and the strains of the flu as well are leaving people with really low mental resilience they're coming out of it feeling really low mood hard to lift those kinds of things. So it's really about identifying for yourself when you're in that space, what are the things that you can lean into that bring you into a moment um, where you can choose something different. And, you know, for us in our household, that's um, usually a dance party. <laughs> well, there's been some epic dance parties in the last month in our household. Um, we've introduced our children to 1980s Madonna. And they love it. And my, my seven-year-old um, is particularly fond of Material Girl. And he walks around the house talking about how he's a Material Girl. And that's why he, you know, <laughs> why, nice. why he has all these fancy things. And and our older son is currently obsessed with Rick Astley and is singing Never Gonna Give You Up like 45 times a day. So, you know, we do those sorts of things that kind of lift our, our vibe a little bit in our own home. Um, but for the people that I've been talking to around the world, um, a lot of it is just being reconnected with people who don't want something from you. Mm. I think that's been a really valuable space to hold for people. There's certainly people who, you know, in my local life, as I call it, you know, that they're, they're reaching out and asking for help when maybe two years ago they might not have asked for help. They're reaching out and just saying, hey, this is where we're at and we're struggling a little bit could you watch the kids for an hour or can you do this? Or, you know, um, if we need this, can we ask you? Those kinds of things. So I think there's that willingness to ask for help a little bit more, but there's also just a, a, a willingness to sit in relative silence and just be with each other. I've had some really big, deep and meaningful conversations lately, and I've had some really beautiful silent conversations where we've just sat and, you know, not really said anything of any great meaning, but just held space and and been okay just to be in each other's presence. And I think that's a real gift as well. And something that feels more important off the back of a pandemic where everybody was so disconnected. And, you know, it's possible, I find, to do that even across oceans, but it's not something that we are particularly good at asking for. Mm. And I guess for me, my advice there is if you recognize that you need something or that something would make a meaningful difference for you, most of the time there are people in your lives who would also feel that way. And so offering it to someone else is often the best way to receive it for yourself. Mm. And I think that's something we need to get better at as well is just saying, actually, like, I really need this. But instead of being stuck in the I need to receive this, I'm going to offer it and invite the universe to mirror that back to me. 
Mm, that's such a great point. And all of the things you're talking about, and I think the stuff that we were sort of reflecting on at the start is even though everything is a little bit tough at the moment and we've been, you know, sort of in a holding pattern for quite some time and there's lots of things happening, there is this also kind of new consciousness that that feels like it's fast tracking. And that's that understanding of the importance of what we would term as feminine traits, you know, those traits of being compassionate, the, the creativity, the empathy, surrendering to the situation. And for me, even when it is feeling hard, that gives me that that sense of excitement and hope that things are changing, that actually what we're starting to see is a shift in the world and that things are starting to happen. And those traits, those behaviours, those values are starting to be valued so much more by others. And it's something that for me, I find if I can be more compassionate towards others and and see them through you know eyes of love and, and empathy I'm able to be a lot more compassionate to myself so very much mirroring what you were just saying about that if you're feeling a way then other people will definitely be feeling that and also it's much easier to treat other people with compassion often than it is ourselves so that's a really good way to start being able to do it for yourself by you know looking out there and seeing who just needs a bit of support or who can you just do something for there is so much joy in helping other people I was lucky enough this morning mainly because I got to hang out with a really cool one-year-old but to give some friends of mine some time to go and watch Top Gun which if you haven't seen it is amazing and to be able to do that I mean they really appreciated it but it was such a nice thing for me to be able to do like I really felt like I was actually making a difference because often we get caught up and and Emily summed this up perfectly the other day we were talking about climate change and you know all of the environment and stuff like that and she asks questions that only five-year-olds can and her question was like mommy but I pick up the litter here and, and and we do the stuff but what about people who don't do anything how do we make change if other people don't help and I just thought wow you know out of the mouths of babes it's so true and it can feel like we want to be able to make change in this world we want things to be different but it feels such a massive fucking job it's like I don't know where to start so actually being able to tune in and and do something for people that you care about, being able to put somebody ahead of yourself. And I know a lot of the time we talk about you've got to fill your own cup up first and you've got to make sure you're well. But actually, it can be a really great way to do that by being supportive of others and, and finding those ways to connect and help because you do get the warm and fuzzies. And that's that's something that we cannot underestimate how important it is at the moment that is the sort of stuff that shifts us out of that stuck feeling so um yeah it's funny old times we live in my friend funny old times hey (laughs) yeah I mean I think there is uh I've been having a lot of conversations of late about manifestation and how we create the life that we want to have and those are sort of big somewhat existential questions at times and I think one of the things that I have learned and that I've been really reflecting on of late is that we always have the opportunity to know what we want life to look like. That's actually, for most of us, quite an easy question to answer in some respects because we either know that it's the same as what we have now or it's different, first and foremost. And if it's different, we know usually what parts of life we don't want to be the same. And so it becomes kind of easy to create that vision. But the challenge is that as humans and as women, especially, we're always seeking the map to get there, right? Like we want to know every single thing we have to do between here and there. And for me, and this comes back to your being present a little bit, I think, my reflection of late has been just coming back to what's the next thing I need to focus on? 
I don't necessarily need to know what the next 10 steps are because if I know what the next 10 steps are, there's no room for failure or change or challenge or any of that stuff because it will immediately send me into a state of heightened anxiety and you know, that self-sabotage or self-doubt and that kind of thing as you're going through it. But if I just focus on the next thing and I just ask the universe to light that up for me, then I can just come back to where I'm at now and stop focusing on that big vision and stop worrying about how do I get there and just trust that the universe is driving and I'm just, you know, taking each step as it goes. And I think that's something that for a lot of people, is necessary at the moment. That's how we become more robust and more resilient in our daily life, I think, is that we stop focusing on all of the things. Like we tell ourselves a story about this is the path I have to take. But we know, um, and we've had many conversations about the fact that actually we don't really get to choose the path. We just get to commit to the next step on that path. And sometimes there'll be a 90 degree turn where you least expect it. But if that's what the universe is pointing you towards, turning away from it is going to equal hardship in some way, shape or form. And so I think that's part of it as well is just coming back to like, what is the next thing I need to focus on? Forget everything else, but what's the next step towards getting out of the space that I'm in? Yeah, I think that's such, such wise words. And, you know, as a control freak, slowly reforming, kind of a little bit. Um that's something that I re- genuinely struggle with because I do want to know that I want to know a it's all going to work out, b that it's going to work out the way that I want it, and I want to know exactly how we're getting there and how we're, you know which direction. So being able to just focus on the next step, to be able to come back into just where I am and being able to do that is hard, but it's doable. And I think that's one of the messages that I really want people to take away from listening today is that sometimes it feels too hard to do things differently. We're so stuck in the way that we've always done things that it doesn't feel like there's any other way or any other approach that is going to work. And I just really want to say that there is, there is always another way and it's not always going to be the easy way. Like the easy way is to carry on doing what you're doing because you know that, like you can do that with your eyes closed. You're doing that with your eyes closed. But if you bring consciousness and intention to your thoughts and your actions, you will make change step by step, little bit by little bit. And and it can't change dramatically overnight because you'll never stick to it. It'll never last if you do that. But if you can do exactly what Erin was just talking about, just focus on the next thing that you need to do, or just the one thing you need to do today, or the one thing that you're feeling at this particular moment, just keep bringing it back you'll find that as you start to do that, it becomes easier. That becomes the norm. It becomes more normal to be able to actually bring that consciousness and think, oh, where do I need to go? Right. Oh, no, I'm flipping miles into the future at the moment. I've got no control over any of that. I don't know what it's going to be. And what I'm thinking is probably it's not going to be like guaranteed. It's not going to be the picture I'm, I'm painting in my mind, good or bad. So actually, if I just keep coming back and just focus on the here and now, mm. when I do get there, I'm going, it's going to be so much more aligned and what I need and actually really want than if I try and plan it. Does, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think that um, the thing I want to add to that is that, you know, we're all conscious after COVID and the pandemic and the lockdowns and all, you know, everything that has happened over the last couple of years, we're all really conscious, I think, that there is going to be a new normal 
that normal that existed before the pandemic is not going to be a thing and we can't go back to it. And yet those are the eyes with which we are planning to move forward. And so when we are in that space of saying, well, I'm going to plan out the next 20 steps because that's how long it's going to take me to get to where I want to be, um, we're using the wrong eyes to plan that. And it's almost like we need to slow down and come back to being really super conscious of where we're at and what we know in the moment that we're in so that we can make more intentional and I guess more aligned choices with where we are. I think the risk at the moment is if we sit here and we try and plan something out that's too long and too far in in the future, we risk not taking the learnings of what we're going through at the time forward with us. And that's going to end up in a situation where the change that is necessary doesn't happen, but we're still needing to change. Mm. And so I I think that's really, for me, that's what I'm trying to focus on at the moment is just coming back to actually, like, I just need to be conscious of where I'm at, where I've been um, and what the next step is, because that's going to teach me something about the step after that. And then I can, you know, reassess and reevaluate and check in and choose the next step after that and just recognize that actually that right now is the best way forward for me to be able to know that I can have some confidence in what I'm doing, that it's aligned with where I want to go and and where I'm at at the time, and that it's it's not energy that I'm putting out into the world that isn't serving me. You know, I don't want to be going down the wrong path. I want to be on the path that progresses what I'm doing and and makes me feel good about where I'm at. And to do that, I have to be a little bit more conscious about where I am right now rather than focusing on where I'm going. So Mm. it's an interesting sort of an exercise to to do. Um, And if anybody wants some help with it, they know where we are, you know, reach out. We've got contact details on our website. We've got our email addresses usually in the the show notes. So reach out and, and have a conversation with us about how how to bring yourself back into that consciousness of where you are at the moment because I think that's certainly for me that has been the key to maintaining some resilience um, mentally as well as emotionally and, and physically and I think that's probably where I would leave it in terms of that that conversation. Yeah I think you're right it's that a, if you're feeling any of these things, I just really want you to know that you're not on your own. I've, you know, specifically shared that it's been a pretty, pretty tough time um, for me recently because actually I think it's important to know that everybody goes through this stuff. So if you're feeling any of these things, know that you're not on your own. And as Erin said, please reach out. Always willing to listen and hold space for anyone who just needs somewhere to put those things. Really try and stay present. That's that's so important. Try not to get caught up in the future. We genuinely don't know what's going to happen. We we don't know. We were laughing with some friends. I'll just leave you with a, a slightly amusing story that that really made me chuckle on um, Friday night. I was lucky enough to catch up with some good girlfriends of mine. And one of them was telling me about, we were talking about the meteor shower that was going on on Friday night. I don't know if anyone saw it, but um, Emily was all up for staying up really late. Thankfully, she didn't. And my friend said, oh, yeah, well, there's going to be one that, you know, that that gets really close to to Earth, actually. I think it's going to, I think it passes at like three kilometres away or something. And I listened, I thought, is it? Seems a bit close for there not to be more more fuss about it. And oh, no, no, definitely. Absolutely adamant that that this was the case. And um, we will just Google that to make sure. And as she goes, she said, well, uh, the million definitely wasn't there the last time I looked. The million. (laughs) 
and we were just giggling as we walked home because it was a beautiful clear night I was like I'm pretty sure planes fly like further away than that can you imagine what that would feel like and oh it was just a moment of um funniness and joy but bringing yourself to the present spending time with people that can make you laugh and can hold space and and see you for for who you are and what you're going through is so important so is the moral of that story like don't plan too far ahead because a meteor is going to hit or pretty much pretty right. much or just cool. or make sure when you <laughs> when you do it just check the details before you go out and, and she did say after she was like I'm so glad I made that mistake with you before I went on to tell lots of other people because there are other people who are not <laughs> giggled quite so much I was like wow that would be you know it's a big old meteor you're talking three k's what really <laughs> yeah I mean never minded that it's probably you know 20 times that size itself um yeah yeah, How- yeah so uh, I don't <laughs> know what the moral but but it did make me chuckle so I'm just sharing that with you to make to make you laugh and know that we um yeah that there is joy in so many places and it's really hard to see it sometimes so just take a moment come back into yourself and and remember the things that make you smile so much love to everybody i hope you're all doing well reach out let us know if we can help um like subscribe all the usual things and we'll see you again next week thanks for listening to this episode of she is wise if you've enjoyed this content please don't hesitate to let us know you can drop a review on your favorite podcast platform share with all your friends don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss another episode to learn more about awakening the wise woman and what we do in the world head on over to awakeningthewisewoman.com we look forward to seeing you next week